listening to the Key to the City Podcast. Firecracker Diva Isha. Welcome back. Hello. My people ain't seen you in a minute with that day, but I know y'all. We fine. And uh, we appreciate y'all tuning in as always. Uh, like I do every episode, thank you for everybody that continue to support, share, like, comment, whatever you do on the show. Your support for the podcast, we show and appreciate it. And every, well, I can't say every week because I be hitting with it every day, but That's true. every time we drop an episode, we're going to try to hit you over the head with quality content, quality guests. Mm-hmm. Today is no different, man. We got one of the hottest DJs in the city. If you're looking for somebody to get your party started right, uh, I'm gonna find out if he mixtape DJ as well. Uh, yes, sir. All kind of. He's homecoming a, was lit. Okay. <laughs> that playlist. So this was homecoming DJ. Homecoming was lit. We're gonna find out everything he do. So y'all support this brother. Uh, reach out to him, book him for your shows, for your parties, for your mixtapes, whatever you got going on, because he definitely going to set it on fire for you. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the city. DJ Lil Walk. Hey, What's going yo. on, Big Dog? What's good, man? Oh, I can't complain. How you doing, man? See, I hate that. Y'all be giving, see? I'm a bro, too. Come on, nah, man. Nah, nah. I, I, I yeah. usually give ladies hugs. But, oh, you know, I ain't friendly like this. Well, that's fine, too. You know how they say energy transfer, you know. Oh. Okay. Game, buddy, game. <laughs> <laughs> and I almost came through. And I almost came through. I know, through. we almost came through. Can't do it on camera. She almost came through. Can't do it on Appreciate you joining us, man. How your day going so far? Man, everything's good, man. Everything's good. I can't complain, man. Word up, word up. How long you been DJ? Eight years, man. Eight years? Eight wow. years in the game, man. So, what turned you on to DJ? I know most of us grow up loving music. Hell, I wanted to be a DJ, but... What turned you on to it? How you stick with it? Like, what was your you plan? You won't even believe. I never wanted to be a DJ. What? what? Nobody never knows that. I never <laughs> wanted to be a DJ. Like, so you fell into it somehow? I felt I, I was in love with music. Yeah. Always. So, when I was in college, my brother used to say, Walk, man, you need to be a DJ. And I was like, whatever, man. I don't want to be no DJ. Why they so, say that? Cause you... Because I had the ear for music. Okay. So, and then I had like playlists out mm-hmm. for music. So, you know, when females used to be, I used to have CDs out. Mm-hmm. And I had like five CDs out around Jackson State campus. And I used to call them Baby Makers 1 through 5. So everybody was like, man, Walter So that's where that baby boom came in. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> he got y'all pregnant, basically. <laughs> yeah, that's how it all started. Yeah. So, and I was like, I still don't want to do it. And that's when people, my other homeboy were like, man, walk. Just give it a try, and I promise you, you'll love it. So he introduced me to a program. I did it one time, and I was like, you know what? I want to learn more. Mm. And that what made me become the DJ that I am, because at first, I, I didn't even want to be a DJ. Yeah. I didn't even care for it. I just love music. Right. So but Right there with you? I was like, nah. You, nah remember I your, you remember your first gig or first project? Oh, man. My first gig? All right, so... My first gig, I'm gonna tell you something. It's, Old folks, though. No, no, no. Let me even tell you. Like, people don't even know. Like, my first gig was an A-Rap gig. Mm. You don't even know how I got the gig. The gig came. 
No. Craigslist. Mm -hmm. I put the post on Craigslist that I was a DJ. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Dude hit me up and said, I need a last minute DJ. Just my first gig ever. He was like, we down there with the old martini room used to be. Mm -hmm. He was like, I need you. We need an R&B DJ. And I was like, man, I don't know if I got sound. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking I'm finna walk into, you know, our people. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it was you coming in there with mask on, you know what I'm saying? And, man, I didn't know what to do in my life. Thank God they had another DJ there mm -hmm. for the day music. Mm -hmm. and, but I play like Beyonce and stuff like that. But These are... Yeah, I'm talking about sweat. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know what to do with my life. I promise you, I came with y'all. If, you, if you've seen my setup, my setup was only like two little speakers. So I'm coming with two little speakers, and they looking at me like, where you going? Where you going? You know what I'm saying? And dude me. got lights. He got yeah, the bro. speakers, the subs, and everything. I'm like, <laughs> uh, maybe I should have took this game right here. But that was such a learning experience. Right. To the point that people don't even know. But that would made me. It just shows you just got to be ready for anything. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. you know, once I feel like once you ready, you know, you pray for it, you can be ready for anything. And how important is it to separate yourself, like, you know, me, of course, me and you follow each other on yeah. social media, so it's a big thing as far as you try to push people to your your business page versus your personal page, because sometimes people can mistake, you know what I'm saying, like, our personal content, you know, how mm -hmm. we act on our personal content, and they'll take that as far as, like, oh, he's not a professional person, yeah. or he, he doesn't, so how do you work between separating that from your business page versus your personal page? It, it's kind of hard, to be honest with you, it's hard, it, it's super hard, and to be honest with you, I have to continue to say it over and over and over because people will look at your personal page mm -hmm. and be like, I don't want this person to be in my right. gig because of the content that right. you talk about. Right. I have, back then, I was reckless with it. Now, I just be semi-reckless with it, right. but I know what to speak on and what not to speak on, you know what I'm saying? Because you can have a top gig and they'll come to your page and be like, I don't want that person in my gig because of the content that you talk about. Instead of going to my business page, mm -hmm. and that were all my reviews, my right. videos, and everything is that. They'll, they'll, they'll judge you just off your regular page. Based yeah. off your political views yeah. or yeah. shit like yeah. that. Mm -hmm. So, uh, now, I'm going to ask you something, uh, and then I'm going to come back to the Strictly DJ, but I want to get, first of all, what type of... DJ style, or you got the mixtape DJ, you got the house party um, DJ. You won't believe when I, I'm gonna tell you something. Like, I do almost everything, and I do the mixtape, I do the mixes, I do the, when you wanna cut, chop up songs, I do that. Um, if you can say, basically everything a DJ does, you know what I'm saying? But a lot of DJs don't have those type of skills, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of it is going behind closed doors or being in the office or being in the studio with engineers for wave files and stuff, and you have to do things different. Mm. Right. So, Can you mix? Like scratch? I mean, oh man, scratching. The God, first rule one. for DJing, I always teach. Chop and screw. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's mix and blend. Mm -hmm. uh, Ezra Black told me something a long time ago, and I was sticking my head. He said, 
Mixing and blending gonna get you paid. Mm-hmm. Scratching will get you on tour. Mm-hmm. You think about it now, mm-hmm. if you know how to mix and blend, that means you sound good to the people. Right. That means you're gonna get paid for gigs. Right. Scratching gets you to competition, get you on tours with DJ and stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't think about that. But when he told me, I said, that's an OG game for you, and I'll take that forever. How long did it take you to learn how to beat match? Because that was my um, hardest thing. I could never get it. You won't believe when I first got in the game, man, like, I didn't have a lot of mentors. Because I say it's something that I didn't really want to do. Right. Uh, Moniker, DJ Moniker, Moniker mm-hmm. DJ. He, he, right yeah, he came over to my house and said, hey, Walt, this is how you do ABCD. When he showed me that, it was like, okay, that's all I need to know. And everything else, you know, he was basically showing me steps here and there, taking me on the road with him. Hey, this is how. But we basically almost got in the game at the same time. But he had to mentor DJ T. Lewis under him. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So he was on T. Lewis. So he was learning the skills and he was teaching me the skills. So that just made it better. And how important is it to, you know, for for people to understand, like, it's okay to, it's okay for everybody to make money, basically. So it's okay to take somebody under your wing and teach them, you know. Mm-hmm. Teach them yeah, how to be a bit more better than you. So how, what would you say if somebody came to you right now, hey, Walt, I really want to learn how to DJ, and I really want to learn how to do X, Y, and Z. Could you be my mentor? Like, how would you respond to them, or how would you take them on your wing, and how would you guide them into, you know, the city? I got you. I got you. Um, you won't believe it. I have had so many DJs who come to me to ask me to show them the ropes. Mm-hmm. I don't mind showing no DJ the ropes. Because the thing is that it's not easy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just not all about playing, pressing the play button. Right. You know, if I would have did that, I would have, you know what I'm saying, anybody could be a DJ. Yeah. But when, I, when DJs come to me and be like, hey, walk, show me um, the rope, show me the beginning. And I'd be like, how serious are you? Mm-hmm. How much do you think about music? Are you doing it for passion or are you just doing it for a hobby? Mm-hmm. Because the thing is that, that, that passion gonna make you want to learn more. It gonna make you want to do more. And I ask them also, are you doing it for money? Mm-hmm. Because if you're doing it for money, you're doing it for the wrong thing. Because right. you might come and drop, you might not get no money. Mm-hmm. And but you, you're gonna be like, do I still want to DJ? Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I ask them questions. I always ask questions before I take them on the money because they gonna let me know if you see it or not. So I'm not just gonna waste my time. And jumping back on the. Um Let's say like the mixtape DJs, uh, so to speak. With you know, back in the day, the DJ was very important as far as breaking the record for mm-hmm. artists. Uh, with so many social media platforms that's available now for uh, artists to basically build their own following, break their own records. Do you think that the DJ is still important? DJ's you know, always DJ's always going to be important. I don't, I don't care what you say, how you put it. I mean, social media is taking over. Mm-hmm. The thing, TikTok, first it was Instagram. Mm-hmm. Now you have other apps that are coming out, like TikTok now. Mm-hmm. A lot of kids are basically going to TikTok and they see this stuff. And some are going on TikTok and all it takes is one person going viral. Mm-hmm. And that's it. You know, there's a lot of songs that I can know that went viral. And you'd be like, man, how is this possible? But all it takes is one person to post it. Right. You done. You basically just went from here to here, but it's all about how you embrace it, though. Because you ain't got the right team to market. You done. You gotta have money to put behind your song. I don't care how you, what the DJ do. You still gotta find a way to get your song to other people bigger 
Than you do, you know what I'm saying? And you still feel like uh, radio is important for us? Almost definitely radio is important. Now, a lot of radio stations doesn't break records. Mm-hmm. Uh, they usually catch the last part of the well, it's, it's just middle of the wave. Yeah, it's, it's sometimes, to be honest with you, if you ask me, I think a lot of radio stations basically they don't play some songs because you ain't got the budget. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Now, you might got a DJ that might come on a set. That might come in and throw your song in the, you know what I'm saying? That's different. But if just some radio station just playing your song, you got to think about it. Half of these songs are already prepaid. Yeah, prepaid or, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? That, but they send that budget to play this song. That's why you hear a lot of songs in rotation Over. back to back yeah. to back to yeah. back because they pay for that. So you have to pay to play. Basically. It's still pay over. <laughs> you got to pay to promote too. Yeah, that's basically part of promotion. That's that's and that's why I tell people all the time like you can give your songs to DJs, but always make sure that you got the money behind you to keep pushing. to keep going. And you also want to make sure you know how to network to other people on the outside of Mississippi because just going to Mississippi, you got to find a way to interact with people in Atlanta. Memphis, wherever somebody hot at, that's what I would suggest to try to go to or to somebody to network with now. And I met you through, uh, which is Ring Coordinating mm-hmm. for Venue Services. And like the first time that I, you know, that I ever met you, I was like, okay then. I, I can't think of who went. It was a uh, Keisha Wade. And I was like, dang, he's mixing, dang, he, you know, he, he got it going on. He hadn't lost the party. Like yeah. everything is on a set cue. So when you when you hosting weddings, especially with weddings, like you know how these brides be Lord Jesus, J O P me, me please. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> like, how was it, how important is it, you know, for them to re- like for you to be on cue? Like as far as how do you get your sitting as far as okay, so the bride coming in, bam, I gotta get this done, bam, I gotta move back over here to the reception. Like how how hectic is it for you as a DJ on wedding day? As, as it is for the bride and the groom? Well, to be honest with you, preparation. Mm-hmm. When I get a wedding, I got weddings in March, April, maybe all the way down. But I started prepping for my weddings months ago. Mm-hmm. So when that time comes, I'm already ready. Right. You see what I'm saying? I want to make, because you don't understand, my biggest fear of DJing a wedding <laughs> is to play a song and the wedding coming, the bride coming down the aisle and the song skip. Oh, yeah. Boy, <laughs> that would kill my soul. All that. Like that. <laughs> and, what is wrong with you? And I promise you, that's all I think about. And I'd be like, man, I want to I wanna play this song over and over until I make sure that, even if I hear it twice, mm-hmm. and then before the day of the wedding, and sometimes the day of, the day before and the day of, I go back and listen to the tracks. Because right, right, right. I got to make sure. Have you ever made suggestions? Like, have you ever had a couple come to you and she was like, I just don't know what to walk down. Like, have you ever made suggestions? Like, oh, yeah. you know, like, well, I feel like you should walk down and ask them, like, based off their vibe and their uh, her persona or his persona. I would have to say, yeah. Because a lot of people don't know. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know reason. Some people have suggestions like, I want this. And I ask them, so give me a song in your head right now. Give me one. And I'd be like, okay, well, I got this playlist already ready. So I send them a playlist mm-hmm. and I let them go off of that. Now, there's some people that come in with some playlists and I'd be like, whoa, wait a minute. No you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I won't even say, I won't even say that. It's, it's just that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to 
don't even say that. It's, it's just one of those, what do you think of this song? I never thought a person would think of this song to walk down the aisle to. Mm-hmm. And like this song, Keisha, yeah, like yeah. the Keisha Wade, I've never heard of that. Like the song she walked down the aisle, I was like, oh, what is it? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Keisha called me, Keisha called me outside for a minute. I was like, what? I said, let me wipe my little tear. She literally made me, I said, go. Yeah, Keisha called me out, God, because that was a song I never heard. Right. And I was like, where you get that song from? That just showed me that you put time in finding that song. And I think people don't take DJs serious. Like, um, I, I and I express this, you know, when we talk to Coach, like, I don't think that they take DJs serious as far as they how, how serious they take the artists because it's like the DJs in the background. But you don't understand, like, without you, the show don't go on. Without me, if something skip a beat, if I play a song and throw the crowd off, like, yeah, you're going to be, you, you, you know, yeah, the crowd has to be engaged. And, and like I say, especially for big days, like, that, it's not just about parties. I think like when you when you doing weddings and things of that nature, it's very important to set the standards to know like okay, so when Walt DJ my wedding, I know it's not gonna be a dry eye in the house when I come down the aisle because mm-hmm. he played X Y and Z. So I think like a lot of people under underestimate um, our DJs around here, and you know, do you feel like they underestimate you as a DJ or? Man, you know, I, at one point in time, I went on a little rant. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I went on a little rant, you know what I'm saying? Telling everybody, like, I was underrated. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I felt underrated. I felt like I wasn't good enough. And because I felt like, why is nobody recognizing me? Right. You know, and I was like, man, I'm one of the hottest DJs in Jackson right now. I'm in clubs. When I was at Club O'Hara, you know what I'm saying? Oh, and I was in Club O'Hara. You know what I'm saying? So I was down there every week. My name was on the radio, mm-hmm. but I still wasn't getting recognized. Now, people knew my name, but as far with the OGs and stuff like that, they wasn't respecting me because they didn't really know who I was. Right. So it was like, but then, because they knew on the radio, but I found out it was my problem too. Mm-hmm. Because when you're a DJ, you got to be out. Right. You gotta let people see your face. Right. If people don't see your face, then they'll never know who you will. You can't be sedated. You see what I'm saying? You know, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like they'll never ever know. They'll know your name, mm-hmm. but they don't know your face. Then you're just a face of a person that I heard of. Mm-hmm. Right. But you want to have them to remember your face. So they, anytime they see, they be like, "Hey, they're DJ Milwaukee." Mm-hmm. You know, gotta rub shoulders. That's what I'm trying to do now. Key to the City podcast. We got the homie DJ Lil Wall in the building. When well, you got serious about uh, <laughs> DJing, who were some of the DJs you looked up to? Be honest with you, um, you know, since we talked about, you know, I really didn't take a serious, but when I did get serious, uh, T. Lewis. Oh. Shout out T. Lewis. Big bro. Come Lord, on. <laughs> <laughs> well, never be the same. I am. Never be the same. It took dream office just home with Lord. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was, I looked up at the home of T. Lewis. Um, like I said, I was basically the big OG for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to go on internet and see Jazz Bay. You know what I'm saying? And, I mean, um, not Jazz Bay. I, cause I uh, never knew he was a DJ, Lord. Um, <laughs> like, more producer. Producer, yeah. yeah. Engineer type stuff. Uh, Jazz Jeff. Yeah, okay. Jazz Jeff. Oh, yeah. okay. So, Iconic. because Jazz, oh man, I'm telling you. Because he, he, he showed me things that I never thought you'd see for the scratching and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the stuff that I learned was mostly on my own mm-hmm. from mistakes. 
and from my mistakes, it made me get better. Mm-hmm. Right. I used to release 40 mixes, and I promise God, I probably messed up on every last one of them. But it's no how I remember one point in time, Wayne said, All I do is listen to me. Yeah. And yeah. all before I could see, I could have said, Duh, you know what I'm saying? I could have put I here. Mm-hmm. So when I go back and listen to my missus, I'd be like, I should have did this. Mm-hmm. I should have done that. Then that made me get better because I do what my mistakes are. That makes sense. That makes sense. So, go ahead. Like, like I said, like for homecoming, I'm not sure if you heard the homecoming mix, but it's like this year, it's like homecoming here. Sometimes it's like hit or miss. One one year it jump, next minute it just True. like just good. But that mix that he put out, like it had the whole city hype. You yeah. had enough people, and I'm at work looking at my. I'm like, come on, say something. <laughs> Come on, I'm ready. <laughs> and I text him, I said, let me turn this mix here off before I get fired today. <laughs> like, like, I went back, like, I went back to days of love and level three. And stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I, if you know, I went back when I went back with the little gym, throw it up. Man, you know what I'm saying? I'm at the desk game, You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, so it's like, I knew right then and now, when I made this mix, mm-hmm. my, my, I was zoned out when I made this. So it was like, I gotta make sure if you want me to hit the play button, then you gotta get turned over. Mm-hmm. So that's just my mind. You mindset. did your thing with that play button. I got to get it. Can't How can I get access to that, Joe? Uh, you can go, that's on SoundCloud, mm-hmm. Miss Cloud. Well, the SoundCloud, DJ Lewalt, or Miss Cloud, you can go up on the wall to her, so DJ Lewalt, and they're gonna basically bring it up. Or if you wanna go on Alpha Music, there's a playlist too. Okay. But my mixing sound way better. Yeah, finally. The mixes are way better because you hear me actually mixing, blending, and scratching. Mm-hmm. So it's that's why I say when people put it on Apple Music, I'd be like, uh, it ain't actually DJing, it just makes you hear the actual songs. Right, right, right. But I actually want to hear the content, my freestyle, what I put into it. So you hear when I bring that song back, mm-hmm. you can know how I'm feeling at that moment. And how how important is it for you to be on like for you to be on different platforms like Apple Music, SoundCloud, Mix Oh, Live Mix yeah. and all of that? Like how important is it to push yourself out there? Well now it's all about Tidal, uh, Spotify and Apple Music and things like that. A lot of people don't use live mixtapes or what it is. Um, that pill. That pill. They don't use that no more mm-hmm. because now people trying to get paid for their work. Right. Mm-hmm. And now back then it was the go to. Mm-hmm. But now it's so easy to upload music to um, online. Now it's easy. So it's, it's basically like you just pay a program and you're done. Mm-hmm. And they'll upload all your music everywhere. Real tough. Back then you had to grind. Yeah. To you have to basically have DJs to actually listen to your mixtape. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of DJs ain't gonna listen to your mixtape now too. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's just being real. That's yeah, that's the truth. Know, you know, I... Man, I had looked in uh probably the last probably three years ago, the last time I looked into being a DJ, and somebody was offering like a online DJ class. Like, is that even possible, or or is it more beneficial to be hands on with the equipment? Because it probably was just going to be through software or something like that. Well, like but to, be, to be honest with you, you really could do it online. Mm-hmm. Well, not I say online. They actually do have DJ courses. Mm-hmm. I will, I'm going to say that. And I saw that in Houston. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, was banking off of it. Like, he actually was like, what they'll do, he'll get a bunch of kids, and they'll bring their actual turntable. Okay. And basically what they'll do is he teach them the basics, mm-hmm. the, the, the mixing, the blending, 
and they also teach them scratching. You know what I'm saying? But your main step is to make something blend. That's the main step of DJing. You're the right BPM with each other. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or find a way how to fade out a song to go to the next song without having to miss a beat. Because right. that's where a lot of DJs mess up. You know, <laughs> yeah. so that's what I <laughs> You can tell in certain mixes too when they struggling with that. Man, bye, 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 You wake up one day, I want to be a DJ. Like you said, you have to have a neck for you. You have to know like who banging right now and who who like who who paved the way, who did this and who did that. Like so I don't think it's just a thing. Not you know, I don't think it's just a thing where you go, oh, I want to be a DJ. But you want to it's it's so many out there like that. It's so many. Lord knows it's so many. Well, how hard is it to keep up with, like, with social media, the world is flooded with music. Yeah. How is it, how, how difficult is it to keep up with, like, what's hot? Because it's something hot every day. Well, uh, to be honest with you, Sometimes the kids can put you on music mm -hmm. and your nephews and mm -hmm. because the thing is that they listen to music all day. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you this, I didn't even know who NBA Youngboy was. Yeah. I heard my nephew and listen to him and I would have heard some of his music. And I was like, you know what? I should like this cat. Mm -hmm. Then that's when when you're in a club, also people bring up requests. Mm -hmm. They be like, I wanna hear this song. And you so like, people still do that. Yeah, they be <laughs> like, Oh, oh yeah. And that makes you be like, you know what? I never heard of that song. So let me play this song. Mm -hmm. Now you want to learn other music. And then YouTube got a way that when one song drops, you based on the side, it tell you other songs mm -hmm. that hot. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So they'll make it easier for you. And then Spotify, another way. They got a whole playlist of new songs, top songs. Got like a hundred songs on there. You can just go through them and then just find out. But you got to have that ear. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You got to know like, I'll play this. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I play them, they might not do nothing. But that's that's the gamble of being a DJ. Yeah. Yeah. The gamble of being a DJ is breaking records. Now, when you break a record, the thing is that you gotta make sure you have a hit behind it. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. yeah, after one or two songs, you yeah. don't want to lose your crowd. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You lose your crowd, you're done. Mm -hmm. That's when they start going other places, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what, girl, they be they boy. And I see that all the time, like, the, the, you know, like, just different places. They like, good DJ Hill's trash. Oh, who is man. this DJ who they job? Uh, and it's like, oh, my God, I know who they talking about. Get off the stage, please. <laughs> 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 and that goes back to when you, you DJ um, my birthday party. I think it was, like, 2018-ish, 2018. And, you know, like, we had, you know, and, and this is just to help artists as well. We had some artists that mm -hmm. wanted to perform, but a lot of them didn't have junk drives, and they didn't have, if you didn't have a junk drive, you had to go through. How important is it when you're trying to put yourself out there, whether it's a party that you know that you're going to perform it or whatever, how important is it to be prepared if you're going to say, here, Walt, play my music, like, I can't go to YouTube, download this, wait for it to download, pull it back up. Like, you know, how difficult is it for you at night? CDs, CDs, y'all. It's so real to the point that, like, I'm, that's how I know you're serious or not mm -hmm. with your work. Because, say, like, if I'm in a club or if I'm, even that any event that you gotta perform, mm -hmm. Any artist should know. A lot of people don't have CDs. They don't even make laptops with CDs no more. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Half of them just basically USB drives. Mm -hmm. So 
I say always have your music on your USB drive. It's not hard. I promise it's not hard. But when you get there, and you don't understand, I'd have been a couple events. These local artists want to fight you. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Play it again, bro. No, it, it, it ain't the thing. You tell them, I ain't got Wi-Fi, bro. Mm-hmm. I can't download it. And think about it, though. A lot of people don't have a personal hotspot. Right. On their, you know what I'm saying? $15 so, a month. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? AT&T, I'm already paying them enough. But that's a yes. different subject. <laughs>